Welcome everyone back to another episode of Not Fighting. I'm Tyler Bishop, as you know, and I am Jenna Bishop. The other one, the other yep, bishop. The other bishop. The other one is on this podcast, and this podcast. Should be known as a different name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you change your name so you can actually get fights. Um, but yeah, we. Uh, this is an interesting one because we're gonna retrace some things we actually talked about in a podcast a week ago that actually no one has heard. And you're like, whoa, how did I miss it? And the answer is, my mic wasn't on. Yeah, failed. Because we even did a mic test, and I could see that my mic was working. Um, I wasn't paying attention to this because it's not my job. Yeah, it literally is my job in a lot of cases. And so <laughs> it's a pretty juvie mistake. I told you I was, like, kind of beating myself up about it. Yeah, that, he was uh, mad. It's a kind of rookie mistake. And it's funny that we haven't run into this problem until now. Because I, I was telling you, this is really common whenever you have, like, a podcast where your shoes on, it's like the lens cap was on or whatever. Yeah, some kind of something. But one of the things we talked about last week, funny enough, is, like, actually taking Probably on... Probably more relevant now. Yeah, it's taking <laughs> on a little bit of a life of its own. And it's because... When it's, <laughs> funny. Because we didn't mean to talk. We used it as an example, actually, on a yeah. subject that we had, which was frauds in martial arts. And, um, <laughs> well, you've been, yeah. you had an incident, and yeah. now it's a bigger yeah. than... And, I, and we still, we won't say any names. Like, if you want to find out who we're talking about, like, you'll be able to find that out easily. But, like, it's not, like, on me to well, do that. Well, it's funny, in the podcast that was deleted, I remember afterwards talking to you and saying... Well, you know what's really nice is you were able to tell that story, and yet I don't think unless someone really knew people that they would be able to find out who you were talking about. And we agreed that that was like a yeah. classy move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to keep it classy, as you can You're a classy tell. woman. No, you are. Very classy, yes. But, um, yeah, that like, you know, sometimes people just shoot themselves in the foot, and I can't help that, you know? I like to do my best to do right by people in general, even if like you're not really doing right by yourself and others. But sometimes you just, you know, karma is taking over and it catches up with you. Yeah, and one of the things we talked about with like in martial arts, it's really hard to hide and um, it's really hard to be disingenuous. And uh, I think that like, uh, in your case, well, I guess just tell the story so we can like kind of lay the foundation for what we're talking Where about. Where you want me to start? I guess just with what we're talking about in general. Which okay. Is something happened and that's kind of what so, brought this all to light. So, it was, um, it happened at a, at a sparring day, an MMA sparring day at, um, a different school. And, you know, what's awesome about going to this sparring is that you have a lot of different women that you have available like from different gyms and things that come to this training and spar together and so this one girl comes sparring she's getting ready to fight so in a couple weeks and she came that day to spar and let me just like start off by saying she's at least two weight classes bigger than every other woman that she's training with that day um at least yeah right yeah um clearly bigger than everybody else Yes, and so um, somebody was like, oh, you should go with her, and I'm like, okay, so I, I go to spar with her, and... And this isn't, like, like, an unknown person, right? Like, no. you, this person... She's known in the circles, and she has... Everyone has a story about this person, and it's not a flattering story. 
So, and you had one experience prior, and you're just like, mm-hmm. um, if I'm gonna go with this person, I number one, I have to just watch, just make like sure nothing protect myself, you yeah, know, dirty happens or something like that, yeah. And so, I do, and I'm like, okay, first thing, I just want to like do my game, I'm just gonna try and get close to this person and take them down. So, I do, I get close, I have them up against the wall, and when we're up against the wall. She thinks it's okay and or legal, which is clearly not by in any rule set um, to like just gouge my eyes. Um, and she was like literally digging her fingers. Like I could feel fingers moving. I had scratches on my face and bruises from her. Like <laughs> one of her friends said today, they're like, "Come on, you know." She didn't like go all the way to the tear ducts, so it's not like she was going that hard. Yeah, it wasn't her thumbs; it was her digits. Like, so, you know, it was okay. And so she's like, How far can your fingers even get in your eyes with gloves on? <laughs> and so I, I'm like, okay, that's how we play. You're going to fight dirty? Cool, cool, cool. But still maintaining, like, control. Classy lady. If you know, reference earlier in the podcast. All class. You classy. And so I take her down. I wound up mounting her. And, and I was being nice. We were in, like, we were, like, wedged up against this, like, spot that was, like, kind of, like, uh, there was like a little like area that was like kind of protruding, so we we're kind of like in this weird corner. And her face, like her head, was kind of near like in a corner edge. And so I was like trying to like not like be rude about like her head hitting that spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like I'm mounting. I'm like if I wanted to, I could have like just like teed off on her because I'm like you just put your fingers in my eyes. If that's what we're playing. Like I'm mounted on you, and I can just rain down punches from here if I want to. Yeah. But I didn't. I was just like pat pat like. Look, like, I'm hitting and, you. And, and everybody I, knows that just from the standpoint of, like, both, you, just students forever know you're, you're, you're gentle, like, you're, you're helpful, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but even the other girls. I'll be like, mean sparring. with, like, pressure and stuff, like, certain positions because, like, to certain people, like, because it's fun. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's stuff that's, like, it's not going to hurt you, you know? But the other girls, even in MMA sparring, know that, like, yeah, Jenna's, like, she's nice in jiu-jitsu, so if she gets the mount on you, she's not teeing off. Like, no. in most cases, it's like, all you're doing is just, like, letting them, like, yeah. this was a punch. Like, simulating punches. And yeah. that's essentially what you're doing in this case. Yeah. And, and then she, you know, tries to punch me from bottom mount, and I'm just like, come on. And, like, it wasn't, like, a gentle one, like, how I was going. So, that's fine. I go for an armbar that I knew I was going to, like, miss just, like, based on, like, the position we were in and, like, the, we were, like, close to the wall. And wound up like in my guard, and like that. I to me, I'm like that's where I like gave you like mercy, you know, <laughs> because I could have just stayed there and like just made it really your life a hell. But I'm like, no, that's fine. Like I'll go for the armbar if I get it, cool. But I doubt I do. I'm gonna just be in my guard and then work that. And I go for a submission and like didn't have it quite at first, and then. I go for it again, I get the position, and it's one of those things where um, it's like this, like, um, like basically an Americana from the closed guard. Yeah, with an overhook. With, yeah, with, with an overhook. If you've ever seen Frank Muir submit, I um, uh, forget the guy's name, Brazilian guy, submitted him back in early UFC, and uh, people often call it the mirror lock now. Yeah, and so anyway, I'm doing that, and she's not wanting to tap. Like, I know that, I know, like, I've heard so many stories about how dirty this girl is and, like, all this stuff. And and the thing in my head was, like, even if I get the submission on her, like, she might keep going. So she, like, yells, like, she didn't tap. She goes, 
well, we'll, we'll watch it. And like screamed, which I'm like, I've never had somebody say watch it to me unless like somebody's behind us getting ready to run into it. It's like, watch it. Like there's and, like, you're going to roll into somebody else. And I think it's fair kind of thing. to mention at this point, because I think it's something that you like, um, fail to realize, but it's something you've told me. And that is like, when this happened, it's like, you kind of froze where it's like, you still have it, but you're, you're not putting more pressure on it. No. What actually happens next is the fault of the person. Yeah. Like she, like, as this was having number one, like first she's in danger instead of protecting her arm, she like postures up to try and punch me. And then as she like comes up, she realizes that like, Oh, my arm's really in danger. And the way that she moved, like put herself in the submission deeper. So like, I didn't even have to like, crank on it anymore like I couldn't let go fast enough before she like ha popped her own elbow essentially yeah. if you're watching you know? on uh, YouTube which I encourage we have so many audio listeners not enough on our YouTube channel so mm -hmm. come on over buddy but like you know you can imagine someone's like arm out in front of them with an overhook and like like this if their elbows bent and they're bent over it's like you have a little bit more flexibility here but when you lean back you actually increase the pressure and that's what happened she she leaned back um, yeah. Like right as she was like screaming, not tap, but watch it. Yeah. And so anyway, like I popped her elbow. She jumps up. She's like, you need to be careful. And like yells at me. And I was like, you had your fingers in my eye. Like you need to calm down. And like kind of like went like threw it back at her because I'm like, you were doing something that was illegal in across all things I was doing a very slow and controlled submission and your ego didn't want you to, didn't let you to tap or didn't allow you to tap or you just whatever and went. you didn't even try to just be like prove a point at that point no you know what I, mean? I was not trying to be mean I had no ill will even though it's like you were doing some dirty stuff and I'm just like no like I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful like I had nothing against her you know despite all the stories and like the things that and, like, and I could have and, and the things that she did to me in that, that day. That's the other thing is um, when this happened all the other people in sparring sort of like gathered around you and they were yeah. like yeah finally somebody did it like yeah because she well, got called her out after, for being dirty after being dirty, you know? Yeah, well, she gouged another girl's eyes. Which, the other girl, I'm like, she's a five-time, uh, like, title holder uh, in a major um, uh, promotion. It's like, have some respect, like, for somebody who has, like, been doing this, and you're just brand new to the sport. Like, come on. Like, you're, like, have all these, like, fake things. And then you want to talk about, you want to po post on your social media that you're an IBJJF world champion. Guess what? It's that white belt, so it doesn't count. But you want to pretend like you know jujitsu to the all these other people that are following you. So guess what? The community doesn't appreciate that. And that's sort of what happened next. We talked a little bit about it on the podcast, and we were a little bit more like, uh, I guess, coy about some of the I mean, details. I don't need to be coy at this point. Well, that's the thing is, uh, kind of blew up on us uh, this week. Is I yeah. guess it was Friday. Um, you know, your friend and training partner Kat Zingano, uh, kind of like. There was, someone had captured a video from what had happened and posted the end of it, and Kat shared it on her story. And yeah, and I think it was, the thing is, is that, you know, most of us, like, especially as athletes and super high-level competitors, if we get injured and we have to pull out of a fight or, like, a, a, a tournament for whatever reason, most of the time, I'm never going to, like, talk about the injury. I'm never yeah. going to say anything. I'm going to say, oh, you know, like, I'm going to say I had an injury and I 
can't compete or I had something happening in training or whatever, but leave it very broad and never, never get details. But like yeah. when you want to post something that like it was your fault that you got hurt and then you're going to sit there and you're going to say like, I had an MRI and this is torn and this and that. And like, cause I was training with a new training partner and it's like one of those things where I'm like, I was feeling bad. So I'm like, she didn't name names, but like, it's, it's like, uh, like people that know what happened and they're seeing this and like me knowing it's like, you have all these people where she's playing the victim in this, this whole scenario and then letting people believe that like some like wild spazzy person was just like going too hard in training and hurt her. And it was like a training partner. Like, first of all, you're not my training partner. Second of all, I was super controlled and you were doing the illegal things. And so you want to play the victim. You're going to get called out. Yeah. And you're the person that wants to be a UFC fighter and is supposed to be fighting in the UFC. So it's yeah. like, you should have this that is MMA. Come is on. professional with actual professional fights. Jenna can't get any fights because nobody wants to fight her. And the thing is, is like, you know, uh, when I first, uh, when so when this first happened, Kat obviously posted on her story, but then Josh Hinger, obviously that blew up. He posted yeah. it on his Instagram, the video. Yeah. Uh, and it just ends. So you don't even get to see how the whole, the whole thing. thing. But the thing that I think is interesting about it is um, just the fact that it was like, it kind of snowballed, but all the messages you got, they got, and then just other people, it was like everybody sort of piled on her, and it, it, you and I were talking about it, it just sort of speaks to, it's like, before that day, like, that person's reputation preceded itself as someone yeah. that just had wronged a lot of people, is not very, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just, well, that's, I think that's why, like, certain people were, like, really irritated by it, because about how she was, like, coming out saying, like, she had to pull out of her fight because of this and that because she was the one that was a dirty fighter and they've all had experience of her being a dirty fighter in training and and like i've had the experience of like drilling with her and her being kind of like dirty and like just a drill and so it's just like yeah. yeah so i think people have just kind of maybe had enough and called it out well, it's one of those things like <laughs> martial arts has like a storied history with fraud right yeah it's like yeah all the mcdojo stuff that do that like can't it's like i'm not gonna even touch you and check it out mm -hmm. and um i think because of that there's this in, in martial arts now it's one of those things where it's like when you see someone that you can know is a fraud call them out and then when there's somebody that has enough credentials to where they can slide under the radar long enough that like Everybody that's real, like martial arts is very accommodating to people that are authentic and genuine, even if they're weird. And, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, we used to call you the truth because it's like you would never be in the position this person is in because you would just never allow yourself to even embellish accomplishments no. um, to the degree that this person has. And it's one of those things where it's like the, the people that also sort of pile on, it's like that's a very, like that person is like as real as it gets. You know what I mean? And uh, when you have that going on, it, it, it is sort of that karma situation, you know? And so at first I was like, man, this is everybody's sort of piling on. Then I was like, I don't know how I feel about this because I kind of feel bad for that person. But when you have people that are carrying the patch, be like, no, I don't feel bad for that person. You're like, ooh. You know, yeah. like this person Yeah, and like Loki, yeah. I do feel slightly bad about it because like, you know, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not posting like my training videos and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you haven't done any... Like, you, to, to be fair, like, you didn't post anything on your social media about no. it. You haven't commented and on anything. I'm not anything. commenting, like, on, on it because, like, on the posts and stuff because I just don't want to get in, like, arguments with, like, internet trolls. But 
because that's the only way that I would comment on it is like, like we're somebody, talking about like five percent of people are just naturally contrarian. So they read some of the comments, they're like, you, she clearly says cat before, and it's like, no, she didn't. Like you're making that up. Like you're only saying that because you want to be like the opposite opinion of other people or something yeah. weird, you know? Yeah. But anyway, like it's nice to know like most people can see it and like know that like I was being like giving her every opportunity to tap. Like there was no ill will. I wasn't intending to hurt anyone. And like, even still now, would. it's like you're not malicious. You haven't been the one that is like exposed her or put her on blast or anything no. like that. It's been others um, that have been privy to the situation. And it's one of those things where it's like, you know, if it's not for people that are real and genuine, like who exposes the frauds in martial arts? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you, you go look at the videos of the dudes with the fake black belts getting called back. Oh my back. God. That's the thing about, I love about the jiu-jitsu community is that if you want to pretend that you have a black belt or whatever, it's some people are going to call you out and they're going to call you out in a hard, like, way. That you can choose hours of time looking at fake black belt videos online where it's another black belt just finding out some dude's a fraud and, like, kicking him out of the academy and, like, a very... You and know. beating them like sometimes beating them but the <laughs> thing the, the thing is is like um in all those videos it's never like a white belt doing it or a blue no. belt or a pro belt it takes somebody else that's yeah. like actually paid their dues done yeah. this stuff to do that and when someone is able to produce enough like evidence that like they're legitimate like they'll fly under the radar long enough you know yeah and it's not even like producing evidence it's like um creating false evidence mm -hmm. and that's the thing that like um like winning a gold medal when you're one of two people in division yeah <laughs> we've got something out anyways um uh but yeah like it's just one of those things where it's like the person has got the gold medal and no one else was in the division or whatever and it's like i was a new york open champion at black belt and it's like yeah technically that's true but like you shut up and you collected that medal yeah. And that's all you did. You didn't earn it. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's why people get so outraged is because you have all these people who are really um, disciplined and work their butts off to get to where they are. And or maybe even like not even get the same opportunities as yeah. some people who fake it. You know, I was talking to friends who it's like just for whatever reason, like she's not been promoted the same way as other girls or like other other females in like the sport because of god knows what yeah. but it's like you and she is probably one of the more talented smart well um, how many professional fights does this person have i don't know a lot no no no, no. Oh. oh the the, the, the girl the zero one does it count on the contender series <laughs> well we're very getting more specific on who this person is but yeah that's sort of my point is like we keep having girls pull out of your fights or like we just can't get someone to accept it. Meanwhile, this person has one professional fight, gets on a TV show, loses the fight by all people's like... By all accounts. By all accounts. Actually wins. And then actually gets the win and then now is fighting in the UFC. And it's like, yeah, that, that person is taking from the people that are actually out there... Like, working hard and yeah, like earning it. And not getting the opportunity. Yeah. And I think that's the, I think that's why a lot of people are like piling on just because it's like this person clearly doesn't actually want to fight. They just want to be a pretend fighter. And there's a lot of people out there that like do that. And I'm like, no, like I want to really do this. Like I want to get in there and want to freaking fight. And then and, like I'm not gonna complain about 
getting hurt. Man, you know how many times I've gotten hurt in training when it's a controlled scenario or maybe your your partner is rolling really controlled with you, but somebody else rolls into you. Yeah. Or like I've had my my elbow hurt in the similar manner, like in I had an MRI and nothing was torn and mine popped like a lot more, just saying. But nothing was torn. It was just, you know, a little inflammation and some tendonitis. Classic jiu-jitsu elbow. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and it was like, it wasn't even a, an intentional submission. It was just somebody like being kind of reckless in the way that they like did something. And I think that's kind of, um, I mean, that stuff happens all the time, but I'm never holding that against my training partners. I'm never going to say, oh, my training partner did this or that unless I'm like, hey, look at, like, I have this fat lip or this black eye, and it's like, yeah, so-and-so did it. And they're like, yeah, 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 we know. Like, they they yeah. like to, like, throw knees and elbows in, in jiu-jitsu. <laughs> I think that's where I'm, just, I'm a little bit more forgiving sometimes of people uh, when they do do stuff like that because I, I always operate under the assumption that I'm like, not everybody's me. I'm weird. I'm an uh-huh. extremist in a lot of things. Megaton dislocated one of my fingers in training one time. Not his fault. He just stripped a grip, and my fingers were just destroyed already. My finger came out, and I didn't realize it until between uh, uh, rounds. And so I just put my gi over the top of my hand, and it was the first time I ever had to reset my finger, which mm-hmm. we saw my hands on the podcast before. They're not great. Nasty. <laughs> um, but I put the <laughs> finger back in, and then I just went the next round. And I didn't tell anybody until we left, and I was like, hey, look at my hand. My yeah. finger popped out. You but know? I think that's most athletes. It's like we're never, we're never competing like with 100% health, like, you know. This never, that's never how it works. It's like you're going to competition and if you're training hard, if you're really working hard, it's like it's rare that you go in feeling like just 100% healthy. Yeah. There's nothing aching. I remember you. asking uh, Dustin Dennis, shout out to Dustin Dennis if he's uh, still alive. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, uh, when I was a blue belt, he he showed me a lot of really cool stuff and I was like, hey, um, does your, do you have any injuries? And he was like, bro, my entire body's an injury, but I don't ever talk about it because nobody cares. <laughs> and I just remember thinking like, yeah, he's right. And he made me feel terrible for asking about it, just like I'm weak for asking about injuries. Yeah. And so ever since then, I've always kind of taken that mentality of like, people will be talking to like, oh, my knee is, my knee that. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'll give advice or whatever. And then I'll be like, well, I don't have either of my ACLs. Yeah, so. and that's what, like usually I'm the one to be like, yeah, like if you got any problems, like talk to Tyler, like he's handling his life without ICLs and he's training jiu-jitsu, he's running, he's lifting, he's doing all these things, so like maybe you can too, but I don't know, it depends on... <laughs> maybe you can too, or you know, I don't know how weak you are, I, mean, <laughs> that's exactly. I don't know what your tolerance is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which I don't, I'm, I don't ever recommend that to somebody, somebody tells no, me it's like, kind of, it's kind of like a silly thing, but like all of us athletes do that where we you know, we'll have an injury, we're going to go, we're not going to go to the doctor, we're going to talk to everyone else, but at first figure out, like, what other people, like, ah, you've heard this before, like, how did you handle it, what, like, how long did it take for you to recover, all those things, and then just, basically, you're all just trying to figure out, like, can I, if I train, is it going to make it worse, or not, so if I'm training, I'm still going to train, as long as it's not making it worse. I became, like, an expert on all these, like, uh, like I would read research studies and like uh, educate myself mm-hmm. about the body because at the end of the day, what I was always trying to answer was basically like when I had an injury, at the, how severe is it? And is the only answer to making it better and returning to normal function surgery? Yeah. And if the answer to that question was no, 
then I literally did nothing. Like, the answer was, like, yeah. ice it if you can ice it, elevate it, try to do whatever you can to rehab it, keep the flexibility up. But realistically, it's like, unless you know for a fact that the injury that you have is something that, like, is going to require surgery to get better, like, there's no next step. So you don't need to go to a doctor. They're going to ask for an MRI. And then yeah. if they're like, yeah, you got a grade two day. sprain. And the answer to a grade two sprain is rest. It's rest. And I'm not going to rest, so. I'll do, I mean, I'll rest as much as I have to because I physically can't do something. Yes. And then after that, I'm probably not going to anymore. And this isn't medical advice, by no, the way. No, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm not, not saying this is what you should do. This is just sort of like the, the code that I've operated by. Yeah, I think it's the mindset of a lot of high-level competitors and people who are really want to train and compete. I think that's that's how you operate because it's like there's nothing that can happen that's going to keep me off of the mats. That's kind of like yeah. basically other than like needing surgery. I, I grew up playing uh, football in rural Missouri, and uh, the coach was real like I don't think he would get away with the way that he like kind of coached back then. But we were good, and one of the things that I and I will point out like if it weren't for this coach, I think your life would be very very different because he was like really impactful and like helping you like become like a, a man <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean in a lot of ways because i was always an extremist and one of the things that he showed me the extreme of was that like excuses like guess what you don't have to have any like mm -hmm. there's technically like if you want to do something like no one can stop you so if you if you want to play football and you happen to not have any ligaments in your knee like, no one's going to stop you from doing that if you want to do it. It's true. And that's what I did. Yeah. It was the first I mean, time I tore my ACL. And I did have surgery at that time. Yeah. And you played a whole season with the torn ACL. Yeah. And, I mean, I I separated my shoulder three days before I was competing in a tournament. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Like, I can still, like, do most things. So, yeah. I we competed. Were, we were, we were, and I won. We were looking into ways that we could, like, basically um, restrict your shoulder from moving so that you physically couldn't move it. But uh, there weren't any ways that didn't also, like, prevent submissions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, true. So, yeah, I think, I, I do think that there's a certain amount of, like, I, I give people, like, a little bit of, um, like, flexibility there. Because I don't ever expect everybody to have that same expectation. But, again, like... But also, like, if you're an athlete and you want to compete, like, you'll find a way. And so don't, like, I think... There's a lot of us that's like, I think some people are just looking for an excuse to mm -hmm. not have to do what they've committed themselves to do. Correct, and I and I think it's like if you're a, if you're a hobbyist uh, athlete, you know, you run five Ks, you you know, whatever it is, it, jiu jitsu, same application. Yeah, like but, it's not your career; it's your. But it's like, like what it, it's like what I used to say, like at jiu jitsu tournaments or whatever, where it's like if you see somebody that's like a hobby show up and get just freaking blasted by some dude that's like you know all jacked was training for this you know eating right whatever it's like i don't feel bad for that person because you're the one that showed up today and was like i want to compete in a sport i'm an athlete yeah and i mm -hmm. want to prove man to man woman to woman that i'm better than someone else at this yeah and so it's like you know but if that happens in training like just in a training session where it's like not a competition class then you kind of feel bad yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, anytime I've ever hurt a training partner on an accident or something, which it's happened to me. And it's, it happens all the time. Accidents happen all the time in training. I mean, it can be something as simple as, like, someone slips and, like, they elbow you in the eye and you get a cut or something like that. Um, I mean, but, I've had people accidentally hurt me 
plenty of times that I've done it the same, and it's just like I feel terrible. Yeah, I mean, like realistically, it's like I can count on uh, on my on my broken fingers how many times I've had someone that I felt like hurt me on purpose or yeah. or didn't have any regard for me and when yeah. they did something that hurt me. Yeah. Um, and those people are dangerous and mm -hmm. they get reputations and then, you know. Nobody wants to turn around. Yep. And that's the thing is like, you know, when some you feel bad if somebody... It's rare that you run into a Pilharis. Yep. <laughs> but if something is in competition class and you get hurt because you're going hard with somebody else, um, you know... That's one of those things that's like, yeah, that's just uh, that's the cost of doing business. And, you know, like, there's a lot of things that happen, like, I remember I would get, I would get mad with um, training partners when, when I will get a submission, like, whatever submission, and I don't fully have it locked in, and they, I don't, like, there's an opportunity for them to escape, and they're just like, I, like, they tap really early. Yeah. Like, that, that makes me angry, because it's good for me, because in competition, people aren't going to tap that easily. And you need to get practice at, at the fighting and, like, attacking when people are really defending it. And then for the, on the flip side, it's like, you need to get practice at really defend, or at good at defending stuff. But you also need to know when it's too late. Because there's, like, there's two sides to that where it's, like, I don't want you to tap too early. But, like, also don't make me hurt you. Because yeah. it's not my job to tap for you. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. And I can go slow. And it's, like, and it's, like, you can put on... The, the pressure on them, like, look at your person, you look at them, like, hey, this is locked in. Like, do you want me to go further? And, like, sometimes I'm like, so cold. It's not there. I'm fine. It's not fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, and even in training sometimes, like, if you're going hard and it's competition training, you know, like, there may be a time when you get, if, if you're an expert, if you're a black belt or something like that, like, you might get into something deep to where you're like, you know what, like, I'm on the edge here, and you get to make a decision right then. You know, we've probably all done it with our feet before. Mm -hmm. um, I did it recently. I was telling you about it. I was rolling with a brown belt that was probably 100 pounds bigger than me, but, like, uh, I had, wasn't getting trained very much, and he threw an Ezekiel choke on me from a weird position, and I knew I could get out, but I also was at this point where I'm like, he is so strong that, like, I'm going to, I might go out trying to get out of this. So it's like... Which is a little safer than, like, having yeah. a, a joint, like, but, manipulated. But you know what? Like, we all sometimes are like, you know what? I'm going to take that gamble today because I'm mm -hmm. training hard. Yeah. And, you know, most of the time you probably get done, you're like, it wasn't worth it. And in my case, I barely got it. I told you, I was like, mm -hmm. I had to basically just, like, come back to, like, yeah. in, in half guard. And then you realize, like, just how close it was. But, but if you were to have gone out in that situation, you wouldn't have been mad at him. Like, it was his no. fault. You'd be like, no, like, it was mine. Like, I, like, you locked it in good. And, like, I decided to defend well, it. Like, me and uh, Nick tap. Schrock, friend of the show, former guest, uh, were training one day. And we were in, I was inverted. And he'd, like, reached out for my arm. Mainly just to, like, uh, I think try to move me and capture this position. But, like, I was circling back right as he was grabbing my arm. And my elbow popped. It was really similar mm -hmm. position to what yeah. we, you were yeah. talking about earlier. And um, that was one of those ones where he was like, ah, he felt bad because we're friends. Also, I'd like to point out that you didn't take any time off of training from that same injury. I, I took zero time off for the next round. <laughs> but, like, uh, I was like, I was like, no, nah, that's my bad, man. I was spinning back. I felt you grab my arm. And I was like, it felt like it was at a, just a strange angle from where we were at and I was just I want I felt like I could get him in an arm bar from mm -hmm. being in that position so I was like I'm gonna just I think I'll be fine here oh I wasn't you weren't 
You know what? It happens. And so lesson learned. But I think, uh, I mean, we've, we've all, we've all been there. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's like when it's competition training or it's with somebody that is putting themselves in that position or saying like, look, I'm an expert. Like, yeah. You know, most of the time, the people that I've, I've hurt or been hurt by in training are some of my favorite people. Yeah. Like, because it's like, they're the people that you love to train with because it's going to go hard. And that's the thing. It's like, I love being in an environment where we can all train really hard, but there's no ill will. Like, it's just like, it's just training. Like, we're training hard because we all want to get better. And there's no, it's like, it's like, I don't know. Nobody, nobody takes it personal. Yeah. That's the thing that is important. It's like, you have to know in training, there are people that we're gonna, are going to try and hurt you and they have like a malicious intent. Um, but, uh, you'll know the difference and everybody else will know the difference in the room and like probably yeah. stop to it. And, like, that and, doesn't happen. And like, usually it's not often. the first time that that has happened with that person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, you know, we've been in academies before where we, we always like to say, it's like you weed those people out or those people change because it's just not the right environment for them. And yeah. it's, it's in most gyms. I feel like, you mm-hmm. know, like it, it, that type of person is a cancer and you just got to cut that thing out, you know, yeah. because most of the time you don't even have to cut it out. Like they'll cut themselves out yeah. because they can't, their ego can't handle it. Yeah. There's no reinforcement there. Like no one, like there's no jujitsu academy. It's like the Cobra Kai where it's like, you know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, We're well, trying to hurt that them. person's just trying to hurt them. And it's like, if those academies are out there, it's like those academies have reputations for it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And then they're not really, and they usually don't do well in competition. No. Unless <laughs> it's like sub only or something like that. Yeah, I mean, still. Yeah. Still some of the ones that are doing good. No, no, those are dominated now by people that do know what they're doing. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but like, it, it's funny because, uh, yeah, I just think, uh, I told you today we were at the grocery store, we were walking out, and there was kids, uh, they, I, I had to guess like maybe 15, 16 years old. One of them had a truck, so one of them could drive. But they were talking about Floyd Mayweather and uh, Jake Paul because they had had that confrontation with Jake Paul, so it was hat. Yeah. Thing. Um, yeah, and I haven't even seen it. But <laughs> is he mad just because he like, doesn't have a good hairline? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he had a beard in it. I was like, is that, is that Floyd Mayweather? Or people were just racist. There was a lot of media around, so it was like really obvious it was set up. Anyways. These kids were basically, one of the kids was telling the other kid, he's like, no way, like, Jake Paul would destroy Floyd Mayweather because he's way younger. And I was just like, first I was like, well, good for boxing, <laughs> because yeah. I was like, these kids, I don't think would have any interest in boxing yeah, otherwise, otherwise yeah. um, for whatever that is. Uh, but uh, on top of it, I was like, man, it's so crazy, because it's like, that's what people, people think these things. Like, that's why fraud in martial arts is called out so much, is because People do have these, like, really strange, unrealistic expectations about fighting. Like, I think every, yes. every young male deep down is like, I might be good at fighting. Even though they've never practiced or, or even been in a fight, they'll be like, yeah, but maybe secretly I'm the best fighter ever. I would say, I think I always knew I could fight. And I never was in a fight, like a street fight. But I was never afraid. And I think that that, that energy, like... You know, but that's, that's that. the energy I'm talking about. It's like we were listening to another podcast this week, uh, where they have a guy that's like always on the show, and he's just this guy that's like uh-huh. on the street, and he's like all talking about how he's like, yeah, man, you know, you never see me throw these hands, you know, like he was talking about how he could beat Jake Paul yeah. in like a boxing match, and they were like, no, he, Jake Paul can legit box, and this guy's like, yeah, man, but you don't know me, like blah blah blah, like <laughs> whatever, 
And um, it's just funny because I've, we've talked about it in previous shows, but just like, you know, everybody has that friend that's like, you start digging into it and you're like, wait a minute, like, you you want to know how it would go grappling with me? I've been grappling for 15 years, you, you've never grappled, like, it would go terrible, like, I mean, maybe 10 seconds you last, and then they're like, ah, nah, 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 like, for real, and you're like, for, for real, like, whenever I wanted to be over, it'd be over, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, you can see this, like, look in their eyes like you're disrespecting them or something. It's like, it's not disrespect. You're disrespecting me for believing that you, who doesn't train at all, thinks that they'll be able to, like, handle me, who trains to fight every day. It'd be like somebody being like, <laughs> me going up to somebody and be like, yeah, plays water polo professionally, and be like, hey, man, me and you play one-on-one water polo. Don't that's thing that might not be. But, like, uh, <laughs> I'd be like, how long till I beat you a water polo? And they're like, I play professionally. Are you a good swimmer? No, not really. You know? It's like, well, like, why do you think you would be good at that? It's like, I just think deep down, like, I got what it it takes to be good at water polo. (laughs) I'm good at riding horses, bro. There's no horses in water polo. Well, you know what? I just want to make sure that everybody knows that, that you know that. Do you know that? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I know that they're not like they don't get in the pool. I mean, you'd be terrible at any sport that had involved horses. No, my God, scared of them. Scared of them. Well, it's not that I'm afraid. Like, you I, don't trust them. I don't trust them, and they don't trust me. Because you're nervous. Anytime, like, you're anytime, anytime I get on a horse, you're it's just like you know what? They're like, this you know guy's that, afraid. We're gonna mess him up. And they're like, you know that trail that we normally go down? We're going down in another direction. They're like, bring uh-huh, it back this way. <laughs> All the guides are always like, get your horse back over here. And I'm like, I, how do I do that? He seems not interested in going the way you guys want to go. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have reins, and you tell him where to go. I know, and I pull back, and he's like, you're pulling back too hard. And then I'm like, I'm not trying to. He told me to, and they're like, just guide it over this way, nice and easy. And then they grab it, and the horse is like, yeah, I'll go over on the right. You're too, you're too harsh on the bridle. I, I try to be gentle on them. Try to be, I try to do everything. You and then relax. I do the bounce thing, you know, like in cartoons, where it's like the horse trots, and I'm like literally yeah, yeah, bouncing yeah. up and down, getting my balls destroyed. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. You gotta go with them. <laughs> Move with the horse. I love horses, and this is like, you know, probably the one thing that, uh, one of the things that we really just have, don't have in common. Yeah, it is. It's, it's funny too, because I've tried. I know. And, and, and I'm really grateful that you have, um, you've tried. Yeah, I mean, like, You've tried. Legitimately, like, this is not something he wants to do. We're on vacation, and I'm like, I want to ride horses, because... I haven't got to in a long time, and also yeah. riding horses on the beach is like way cooler than just like riding horses. Like, and you're in good at it because you grew up doing it, so the guys are always like letting you like trot out real far and like, <laughs> do stuff that other people don't do. And I'm I'm sitting back there, and you're like looking back at me with like pure joy on your face, and I'm like, don't look terrified. He's <laughs> just terrified the whole time, and I'm like, I'm just gonna pretend like I don't, I don't realize it. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna even like acknowledge that you're terrified because I'm just having a good time and I just want to enjoy it and then we can I'll be sad about I have, it a, I have a scar on my leg that I was like so well, stiff last time no that's that's the thing is like you wore like flip-flops to ride horses in in shorts anybody who rides horses knows well you're gonna have yeah, I mean, yeah, that's my fault for sure but I'm just saying like 
that even if you would have done that, like normal people wouldn't have had the like like huge blister on my leg mm -hmm. that I did because I was just like so Sweet afraid that I wouldn't move. Time. I wouldn't move. I just like kept my legs like squeezing just like And that's why the horse doesn't listen to you. If you squeeze it, like that's like it telling it to do something. Okay. Right, relax. Relax. We're not all we're not all horse presidents. Presidents, huh? President horses, <laughs> it sounds like you are. I mean horses are amazing. They're such cool animals. They're they're cool from a distance out there plotting. Yeah, you think they're plotting against you all the time. Yeah, ever since your mom told me to stay away from the flanks, I've just been like, yeah, everybody, stay away from the flanks. You don't even know what a flank is. It's like the part of the steak that I like. <laughs> I don't need horse steak, by the way. <laughs> Where's the flank on a horse? It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like the butt, kind of the butt, side of the butt. Ish. Yeah. See, I don't know what a you're flank close. is. You're close enough. What's the difference between a flank and a shank? Do, you, do, you, do they have beef shanks? They have beef shanks at thing, right? I have no clue. You can get a lamb shank or like a, a pork shank. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know if like... Those are usually attached to us, so I haven't been. Yeah. I have a poor understanding of butchery and also like animal anatomy. Yep. Right. That's clear. <laughs> <laughs> at least you know a lot about other things. And I'm not pretending to know a lot about it. Look at no, me. Look, here. you can just I don't admit, know anything about horses. Admit when you're wrong. It's like admitting when you're wrong is like tapping when you're caught. Yep. And guess what? That horse hurt me and it's my fault. Yep. I wore sandals that day. That's on me. Also, <laughs> I'm terrified. Like probably was preventable and yet like I was in a scenario in which I was out of my element. In over your head. I'm the one that decided I wanted to ride horses that day. Well, I decided to leave one of the right horses. I agree. <laughs> I think I looked it up and put but, myself in that situation. Oh, you did? You found a place where we could ride? Because yeah, I just mentioned it the last time we went. And then as soon as we got off, he says, never again, Jenna, never again. I'm not doing this. And I was like, okay. I understand. You're, like, you're just happy. You're like, I got my horse fixed. I got my horse fixed. I'm hiding horses my, right now. <laughs> next time I'll just go by myself. <laughs> Because I was basically by myself the whole time anyway. But, but I, it's one of those things where it's like, I, wanna, I don't want us to do it together anymore because not for it's just, just me, for, for, for us, for us. Because <laughs> you're going to resent me. I don't, want my life to be, I don't want my life to be shorter and for that to be something that makes you sad because I rode true. horses one day. Not because the horse kills me, because of the stress. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think you're exaggerating that. <laughs> that's the kind of uh, stress. Yeah, that's real stress. Horse stress. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great name for the show. And with that in mind, we want to thank everybody for listening uh, to Not Fighting. The show's grown so much. And uh been over a year that we started doing this thing. And... Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We appreciate everybody that's uh, written reviews or reached out and just said they liked about the show. I think we want to have some more guests on coming up. So it's time. Hopefully, we'll have some guests on here soon. So you guys all have to just listen to us. Yeah. I mean, I th I know we're great. We're like pretty amazing. How would you like to have? How would you like it if we had a guest on that was recently attacked at gunpoint and he disarmed the robber? We don't know. This is like I mean, we don't know if he's here. Well, we don't know, but like now you're should, interested, right? Maybe he's on next time. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. You'll find out on the next episode of <laughs> Not Fighting. <laughs>